Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. It's been a while since you've heard my voice. Um, I come back every now and then when I have a dear special friend or someone I am really excited to get to know personally. Um, most of the days that you listen to the podcast, you'll hear the amazing Natalie Borneo as the host. She has helped to um, take on some of these remarkable women in our lives and to amplify their voices. But today I decided I'm going to take the mic from Natalie and interview the amazing Marcy Dixon. Marcy, welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. You bet. So let's give a quick little shout out to Katie Barnard, who introduced us. Katie has done some wonderful things in my life for me and introducing me to you is at the top of that list. So super excited to know you and to have you here. Every woman we interview on here has a story, even if she doesn't realize it, we try to pull that out of her, try to amplify her voice. You, my friend, have an amazing story. Why don't you tell us what it is? Okay, sure. Um, I really do love this question because it's, um, you know, I have a, a marketing background too. So I, I know how important it is for us to be able to tell our stories and be good storytellers. So working on that, but um, I will say that, um, I've given this some thought over the past couple of years or so. Uh, and I, I would say that my story is one of rebirth, resolution, um, resolve, and evolution. Like my, I feel like my story is always evolving. And if we were having this conversation 20 years ago, I'd be telling you that I'm a poet and I'm working on a PhD in literature and I'm headed to the Sorbonne and I'm doing this and I'm going to be a writer or a professor. Like my story would have been very, very different yet. Like here we are, here I am. Um, very, very different. I, um, I was an athlete growing up and a writer and I thought I wanted to go to law school. Um, that didn't happen. I thought I wanted to get a PhD. That didn't happen. Like I'm very, um, very in tune with, I think, what I, I think I should be doing and what feels purposeful. So in some ways it feels, I think my story feels very revolutionary. Um, I'm an organizer. I want to help people. I want to make an impact. Um, and when I wake up every day, I want to be a better version of myself. And I'm acutely aware that in order to sort of be the agent or the instrument of change that I think I can be in terms of helping to solve some of the sort of pervasive social issues of our time. Like, I feel like I can, I can help. I can um, do great work um, to help create solutions and to, to just help in general. That is me, that's my story. I think some of my friends would say, um, I'm a helper to a fault. I want impact to a fault, but that's who I am. And that's what drives me. And I'm still writing the story. So it'll be interesting to get this question maybe 10 years from now. I tell you what, we will re-interview you when you're ready and, and, you know, we will track your path, right? We'll uh, track you as you progress along this path. So beatnik to businesswoman is what I'm hearing. And I love that when I was a little uh, or younger, I should say, I wanted to be a, a dancer, <laughs> right? So here I am today, not that. <laughs> but I think I have come into my ikigai. And when I look at you, so folks, you know, this is audio only, but I am on camera with her. And when I look at Marcy, I see the passion in her, everything, not just her voice, but her, her bodily movements, her, 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 um, 
eye movements, the way she, you know, she's very passionate about what she does. So I can't wait to get into this story. So let's carry on um, seeing how passionate you are and how excited you are. What makes you smile when you get up in the morning? Um, I, it sounds cheesy, but it really is just like the ability to see another day and to have another opportunity, another chance to, like I said, be a better version of myself. Like I, sometimes my husband is a little weirded out that I like wake up and I'm like smiling, even though my household is a complete chaos. Like kids are screaming, the dog's barking, like it's just a mess, but um, and, and maybe it's my mindfulness practice that's really grounded me in trying to be more present. But I wake up like, you know what? Everything that happened yesterday is the past. Everything that I want to achieve today, I can do it today. And like, it's just a blank slate. And for me, that is incredibly exciting and invigorating. And, it, and, and, and I, I wake up every day with a smile, um, even when I, I feel like with some of the things that are going on, I should definitely feel... Um, more stressed or want to complain about it, but I don't, I'm like, Hey, today is a gift and I'm going to embrace it and lean into it. I was just going to say that you sound like, uh, well, two things I noticed in that you sound like a person who lives in gratitude, right? Win or learn, never lose. Right. And then you also sound like someone who gets it that you should not compete you should not compare and you should not contrast with others only with who you were the day before. So you are spiritually more aware than most. You are going to use that awareness to really create a robust and you have, you have, y'all will learn more about that soon. Uh, a, a, a better life, not just for you, but for the people you serve. And it seems to me uh, what you do is living in service to others. So I love that. I love that. Um, well, I can tell by what I'm looking at, folks, there's this, she's in, uh, she's in an office that has a wall of books, floor to ceiling. I mean, and it's not one of those virtual backgrounds, like it's the real deal. Tell me of, of, of all the books you've read, what maybe has been the most influential book you've read? Oh my gosh, Susan, that, that's a hard one. Like I, you see all these books. I can probably tell you 10 or maybe one book this year. Um, uh, let's see. I, I, I want to, I'm tempted to say like the books that I'm reading right now, but I won't, I, I will. There's one book that comes to mind because it was literally just telling a friend about it yesterday. And when I talk about it, I still get goosebumps and I get really emotional. Um, one of the books that has had an extraordinary impact on me is the autobiography by Paul um, Calatini. I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. It's called When Breath Becomes Air. And it is, it's gut-wrenching and it's beautiful. Like I read it in two days and it's one of those, it's probably one of like two books where I like put it down and I started bawling uncontrollably. And I like made all the promises to like change my life into like, never waste an opportunity to like seize the moment and to go after my dreams. Like it's such a beautiful and haunting book about um, someone who had it all, this brilliant neurosurgeon who found out in an instant that he had um, advanced lung cancer and he had just gotten married. He had this promising career. He was saving so many lives through his, his work and he always wanted to be a writer. So it's just this beautiful, but again, like depressing and so sad account of like 
his, his, like his, his last few days or not days, there were months, but like he catalogs just the process of dying. And I think what, what was so impactful about it and why I, I tell people about it sometimes is it's just a reminder that, you know, oftentimes we can go on autopilot in our lives and just treat our time on this earth. Um, like it, it, like it doesn't matter. And we have so much power and that story is so gripping that I think for anyone that reads it, it's going to reinforce that message that doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter who you are, what type of power you have. Like no one is immune to the ravages of death. We only get one life and we've got to do the best that we can to make it a good one. So it's, it's, it's one of my favorite books. I'm crying. This is so moving. This is the epitome of be here now. Yes. Be here now. Nothing else exists. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow hasn't happened. It's not real, right? Be here now. So, um, gosh, I never heard of this book and I love that you picked a nonfiction and I am crazy about documentaries and autobiographies and, you know, lived experiences, trying to open my mind to others lived experiences so that I gain perspective on what it means to be, um, you know, curious about other people and their lives. So this was so moving. I I had tears welling up. I have goosebumps, if that's even a thing we say anymore. Um, Or back in Louisiana, they'd say chicken skin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have all those things. And I am going to click buy on Amazon today to get that book because I too enjoy a good cleansing book. And it sounds to me like that's what it was. You don't run from those lessons, folks. You run toward those lessons. You sit in those lessons You and, embra- and you embrace. You embrace whatever uh, happens, right? You don't control it. You just let it take you over. I love that you picked that book. I'm looking at like thousands of books, folks. She doesn't have hundreds. She has thousands of books. So if of all those books, you picked that one, I'm clicking by today. So that was beautiful, beautiful. Um I know that I know a lot of great things about you. Again, I've mentioned, I don't do the podcast very often anymore, but when there's a special somebody in my life, I want to interview them. You know, I want to ask the questions. I feel your answers, right? Um, That said, is there something, maybe the most important thing about you that I don't know and should? Why don't you tell me that? Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like we've spoken about so much and gotten to know each other. Um, offline, uh, and you know that I'm very like mission and purpose driven. Like you know that you know that when it comes to helping people resolve conflicts, whether it's internal or external, like that, really, really is something that motivates me. But, Talk you know, about it. Talk about it, because so I know you, right? I don't always know my guests, and uh-huh. when I do, I want to jump on and be the 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 host. But what is the most important thing about you? Maybe the audience should know. Like I know what you do. Talk about what you do for a living. You you don't have a job. You have this is like your oh. breath, right? This is the blood that runs through your veins. So talk about it. Yes, yes. Um, when you asked, you know, what's my story? I said. Um, you know, I've got this revolutionary spirit coursing through my body. Like I, I see things that are not right and I cannot um, stand by and be complicit. Like I need to help be a part of the solution. So when I say I'm purpose-driven, um, very much so. I mean, I, as you know, but I, I will share, uh, a year ago, I completely upended my life by walking away from um, a really great job 
um, that I enjoy, but I didn't like what I recognized across the entire landscape in the industry that I was in, which is the alternative dispute resolution industry, which is mediation, arbitration. Um, it's a very niche area of law. So a lot of folks don't know what it is. They've heard of it, but they don't really know um, the inner workings of the industry and certainly not in the way that I did. And Susan, I just didn't like what I saw. I saw a lack of inclusion, equity, lack of parity, um, lots of, uh, I call it insider trading. Like there's just like this, this club that operates um, to the exclusion of so many people. And, you know, like so many other people during COVID, I had those moments where I had, where I was still, and I like was reflecting about everything that was happening in my own home and, you know, across the entire country and in our entire, um, the entire globe with the pandemic, like how it had upended everyone's lives. And in that time, I got to think about what it is that I was doing and how I wanted to make an impact. And when I talk about that book, When Breath Comes Air, it, it's hard to escape that idea that everything that we do matters. And there's a ripple effect. And I, in that, in that moment where I was like trapped in my house and I had to have, um, you know, an honest conversation with myself about what I was doing and what I could do more of. It was, you can, you can create a new path for individuals that work in this industry in mediation, arbitration, who are largely excluded. And you can also give a voice to what's broken in this system. And a lot of people thought I was crazy at the time. A lot of people still think I'm crazy, but I went off on my own and I um, put together a business plan. I raised capital to launch my company, Alterity ADR. And Alterity, um, it, it, it is designed to be an inclusive um, platform for mediators and arbitrators um, to grow their practices and to connect clients that are looking for experts um, with our mediators and arbitrators. And, you know, we've been at it for a little over a year. We launched in August of 2021 and we've grown from 15 mediators and arbitrators across the country to right now we're at 55 and growing. Wow. And wow. That's yeah. It, so it, let's be clear, folks. I know what she does. I, again, am so impressed by this woman. You need to know, who do you serve? Let's talk, let's get down to the details. Who do you serve? Sure. So we, so I'm tempted to say we serve the people, like we serve the litigants, the individuals who are looking for resolution. They, 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 they want an end um, to their disputes. And they think that that resolution should be in a courthouse. Um, but typically it's not like it, there's going to be so much time and so much money um, and emotional duress spent trying to get that matter resolved there's a better path through mediation and arbitration. So we help litigants, but in terms of our target audience, I mean, we, the, the individuals that hire mediator, mediators and appoint arbitrators are in-house attorneys at companies. Um, they're litigators at law firms. Um, they are insurance professionals. Um, but by and large, we are, we are here to help anyone that wants to find fair outcomes uh, through an alternative to litigation. So anyone that uses mediation and arbitration, arbitration services would um, be inclined to use one of our specialists because they have industry expertise. We have an amazing case management team. Uh, we, you know, it's just, uh, we're here to, to disrupt this system that yeah. 
in many ways feels like it's um, sort of run by a duopoly. They're just two major players in the space and there's not a lot of room for other inclusive providers. So Alterity is, is changing that. Let's talk about that. That's where um, I was hoping you'd go and you did naturally just go there. Uh, what makes you unique? What makes you different? What makes you special? I do know the two big names that you're um, thinking about. Uh, I find them, this is me, you may not feel the same, but I find them to be um, white, male, Western, you know, uh, and, and, and I do a lot of work around this. I, I study, you know, professionalism is rife with bias for those who don't speak, act, sound, look like white whale, white whale, white male Western. Uh, it can be a difficult, you know, you're called unprofessional when really I'm just not a white male Western individual. So why are you special? What makes you different than the two big dogs? Well, I, I would say what definitely makes us different. I mean, and let me get to the obvious um, thing. I mean, because the alterity, even now in a year in, alterity is the only national mediation arbitration firm led by not just a black woman, not just a woman of color, but a person of color. Mm -hmm. So um, that's problematic on a number of levels. So yeah. just on the space that, that, that makes us different, but you know, I, I would say that we really are um, the most inclusive panel um, in the country. I mean, I, I imagine the big two, we will not name them, uh, have been able to definitely um, recruit more, but how much of them, how much of the, their new hires are actually getting work. Um, what makes us different is our commitment to building a more inclusive and diverse and equitable ADR landscape like that. I'm not saying that the other providers in this space don't want that, but it's a matter of like purpose. That's top of the list. Yeah. What What's the forced ranking about those things that are most important to you? Like that's higher on your list than it is on their lists, it seems, right? Just judging from the outside. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you why, Susan, because you know, the nature of legal services is such that it's, it's built on relationships, right? Which is why so many practitioners end up getting excluded um, because they're not on the golf courses. They're not at the country clubs, wheeling and dealing. They don't have those referral, those natural referral networks that, um, that they've grown up with and they use to generate business. So it, it provides an obstacle and a barrier for individuals to actually break in. And once you actually are in, it's difficult to become a rainmaker because you just don't have that same book of business. And of course, even if you are at a reputable firm or you have the most you have a stellar background with all of the qualifications and you, you are an expert tried and true in your industry, if they do not know you, they're not going to trust you. And they most certainly will not select you. And that's what we're trying to break through is this right. idea that you actually have to there that that relational piece yeah. is more important than the actual subject matter expertise and the experience that any practitioner that's qualified um that can bring to bear like we're trying to change that it's it's a big yeah. problem in this industry and it's, it's something that i'm i've been talking about and i will continue to talk about because it's the elephant in the room right right it is so i'm i'm just Ch uh, champing at the bit to speak uh, properly. That's the phrase I'm champing at the bit because 
I uh, will not name any of the firms I've worked with. I've worked with many, but at one particular firm, uh, there was an ADR person. He was a, a former judge. He was hugely talented. He was a black man. Um, and it's like you get put in that position where in your, when you're in a firm, you're expected to go develop business. Um, he is one who is here to solve problems and, uh, you know, disarm people and, you know, eliminate conflict and those sorts of things. He wasn't, they put him in a box, right? They're like, here, go do this. This is what you need to do. His talents and skills were, uh, not used, right? His, he, he was mismarked, mislabeled. And so I see the work that you do, obviously this was a thousand years ago, but the work that you do now is for the younger hymns and hers and the people out there who don't have someone amplifying their voices, right? I love that you're doing this. This is so unique. It was, I don't know if you had a dream one day, woke up and was like, aha, this is it, Eureka. But wow. Yeah. You know what, actually, Susan, I, I, I don't know. People ask me that. And I, I can't say that like, this is something like five years ago, I was cooking up. Like I'm going to start my, own. I'm going to, I'm going to put everything on the line and start my own firm. <laughs> um, I think I was just, I, I, again, like I, I'm not going to sit by and watch something happen and not do something about it. And, you know, it, I saw an opportunity, you know, I, one could say that I could have affected change from the inside at my old firm, but there were a string of broken promises there where they're like, you keep on working really hard. You're doing everything to um, make us a national player and we're going to give you equity and you're going to get a piece of the pie. And, you know, not that that's what motivates me by any means, but um, that's what we hear a lot. That's what women hear. That's what women of color are that dangled in front of us and it never materializes. So I said, you know what? I, I have a seat at the table. I acknowledge that I'm grateful for it. I've, I've learned so much. I've contributed more than I could have ever imagined, but instead of staying at that table, I just got up from the table and created my own table and I, and in in a completely different, (laughs) on a completely different um, plane. So this is, this is Shirley Chisholm on steroids. Like don't bring (laughs) the chair to the table, build your own damn table. Right. I love this. So, so you apparently worked at every law firm in America, LLP as well. Right. (laughs) Cause I know what you're saying. I've heard all the same things, but I love that you built your own table and it, it fits all sizes and it, it, you know, welcomes all, people of all walks. Um, you are phenomenal. I would guess this is your proudest professional accomplishment, uh, at least to date. I can see there are going to be many, many more in your lifetime. That's just how you're built. Um, but if I'm wrong, tell me, is there, is there one you want to mention? No, this is definitely it. This I is, would think so. This is definitely it. <laughs> so folks, you can't see us. I don't know about you. Um, but my, uh, Marcy, I don't know about you, but my cheeks are burning because I'm smiling so much at your passion and your, your, you're so animated. And I just, you know, maybe we should in the new year, think about doing this show um, with audio and video because it's so fun to watch your, your, all the senses are fired up. Right. So I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that too. So who has inspired you? You clearly inspire me and many others, but who inspired you? Oh, wow. 
Of so many people, um, so many that I'll just highlight one because then I would feel like we'd have to spend the rest of the time calling out everybody. But I would say my late godfather, uh, he was he was almost he was pretty much a surrogate father for me. Um, you know, really did provide um, a space to learn and grow when my own father was not there. Um, he was the one that instilled the values of hard work and resilience and integrity, the importance of integrity and standing by your word. And, you know, always sort of built me up to have the courage to, to think and to live boldly. And it took me a really long time because he instilled those values in me a very long time ago. He's no longer with us, but I, I always look back to him and the influence that he had on me as as a, as a teenager, um, as a young adult, like just he, it's his, his, um, his presence looms large. And I remember every single lesson, um, that he shared with me and he's by far, um, been an inspiration for me, but there've been so many other mentors as well. So I many. love this because one of 400 interviews I've done, I've never had someone say their godparent or godfather, mm -hmm. um, Two, the fact that it was a man who sponsored you and mentored you, we need more of that, right? Men are generally afraid to sponsor and mentor women. They don't know what to say. And, you know, they're like, what do I do? She's not me. Uh, I love that. We need more of that. That's very powerful. Thank you for sharing. Um, incredible. That's just incredible. Sadly, he's no longer with you. Mine was my father. So I love the fact that he believed I could do anything, be anything, um, and literally made me believe that too. Um, you know, so it, it, it was great to have a male sponsor in my life. It seems that same way uh, is for you. So let me ask you this. It hasn't been all a bed of roses, I'm sure, with the great highs, you've had to overcome great lows, or maybe getting to where you're going, you've hit some road bumps or or roadblocks, what was your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? If you're comfortable talking about it? Sure. Um, yes. Like I, Susan, there's one thing that everyone who knows me knows and that's that I operate in transparency. Like, I think it's really important to be honest about one's journey. So, you know, I'm, I'm always going to talk about like, what's great and what's good and what, what excites me and, and why I smile in the morning, but I will I will just as equally balance that with like what's been really difficult and challenging and how I've overcome those challenges. Um, I think it's really important as women that we share those stories and those resources so that we can continue to hold each other up because um, things are not easy at all times. But it, they're, they're, <clears throat> there's some challenges now, but I, I will say that professionally, one of the hardest things that I've endured, and there've been obviously a string of challenges because I think as women, particularly, you know, in the space that we work in, um, we're always gonna be met with obstacles and opposition. And one of the challenging things that happened to me that I was able to overcome that I look back to and I'm like, anytime I have an issue, I'm like, you got through that, you can do this. It's um, when my now seven-year-old was six months old, I ruptured my Achilles total tear. Like I just started my job. Um, I could not walk for four months. My godfather, whom I just mentioned, um, 
I think a, a month or so into my injury told me that he had terminal cancer and he didn't have a lot of time to live. So it was like, everything was coming at me all at once, all at once. And I'm trying to prove myself in this job, trying to like, you know, raise children and like run a household with one foot. Um, so yeah. that was a really challenging time. Susan, when I tell you there were so many times where I just wanted to like throw up my hands and say, I, I, I cannot do this. Like this is, this is too much for any, any one person to bear one, like sort of finite period of time. So um, I use that as an example, to, as an anchor to like what's happening now where I am managing a startup. I have investors. Um, it, it's, I have, there are forces that are very difficult. Um, I think as a founder, right. As an entrepreneur, it's really hard scaling a company, particularly when you have um, individuals that are um, financially or emotionally invested. Um, and then maybe if there is a scenario where um, there's misalignment, like having to navigate those issues can be really thorny. So, you know, I would, I would just say for right now, the challenge, the biggest challenge for me is, uh, just taking this, this, this company, this idea, this, this movement that we've created and sustaining it for the long term. Um, yeah. and I, I think it's just really important to have the right mindset and, and it was weird to, to mention my injury, but like yeah, I think going yeah. through all of that, like going through all that and then coming out on the other side when I, when there are really challenging times and just like, Hey, do you remember, do you remember that? Yeah. You this, it's going to be fine. So it, 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 to me, well, you know, it's like a country Western song, your story. I've got the baby crying, the broken foot, the work. Uh, but no, I actually have popped the ligament in my right ankle and it was debilitating. And that was only recently. I can imagine having done that when James was a tiny baby or I was working full-time in a law firm setting and the demands that are put upon you in that setting. Uh, I would say that I'm glad you brought that up because it, it is what gives you perspective on every other issue that challenges you daily. Um, no, it was very, because everybody can relate. A lot of people, I should say, a lot of people can relate to what you described as all the things at once, right? We all get to that point where, you know, stop the planet, let me get off, right? Um, so I'm glad you used that example. And, and the fact that it happened so many years ago means that you've been able to have something to give you perspective whenever you have a challenge. But remember, it's not then, uh, you know, at least it's not that day. This is a bad day, but it ain't that day, right? Right, so, right. and yeah. it's always gonna come. That's the other thing is that like, there's this um, life, it, it ebbs and flows. Like it's always, those those moments are always gonna come. And what, what matters is like, how you manage um, the difficulties and how you grow through them as well. Cause that's ultimately how you do grow and you, and, and that's you how you appreciate the good times, right? So uh -huh. it's a very Buddhist concept here, but the law of no attachment, don't be attached to the outcome, get in that moment right now and just say, isn't this curious? What am I supposed to learn from this? How can I take what I'm learning and apply it to whatever comes my way next, right? You are walking, talking example of that lesson right so you 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 uh that's why we ask the what makes you smile when you get up in the morning because you know some people's answers are shallower than others some people's answers are deeper than others 
Um, and I think that is important to keep perspective because again, we can't control all, all things, but we can control how we respond to all things. Um, so let me ask you this. I am a huge supporter of women, even those occasional mean girls that have come into my life. I'm like, who has hurt you and how can I stop them so that you don't <laughs> hurt others? Right. That's the bully, right? They're just, you know, they're acting out of fear. So, um, I only give them one shot though. I, I love myself too much to give them two shots, right? So one and done. How can we, give me an idea how we can support other women. First of all, I'm sorry to hear that because you were just so lovely, Susan. Oh. So the of, of mean girls coming after you, just um, that's oh, that's <laughs> Oh, you're so sweet it is history it's history no more never again right right but i get it and you're right my angelou said that when someone shows you who they are believe them the first time so it's smart to you know just keep moving but also you know take stock of who you're dealing with at times and i would say you know in terms of how women can show up for each other it's to me it feels very simple and i and i'm sorry if it seems um overly simplistic, but it's actually to just support other women. I mean, there's so much that we could be doing be to nice. be supportive. I mean, it's yeah. be nice when you, we've all been in a position where we can pick up the phone or make an email introduction or, or just tell somebody, you know, I really appreciate you. Like, you know, we're, we've all been in a position where we're, we're being um, selfless or strategic to help other women. And I just, I just wish more of us um, stopped worrying about what others think right. and whether it's going to diminish the capital that we have within our organizations. Just do the right That's thing. That's what it is. It's fear. It's fear. Uh, I love what you just said, though, about whether it's, um, uh, you know, just from a full heart or strategic, either way, you know, to be kind is so much it's so much easier. It's so much more fulfilling. It reaps more fruit than being unkind is, I would imagine, exhausting, right? Taxing. And, you know, I just, not to sound so Pollyanna, but maybe I am. Okay. I am. So what? To be unkind takes so much more out of you. And I don't know if you believe in God, universe, energy, whatever your thing is, but I will tell you, karma is real. And when you're unkind, you better just keep sleeping with one eye open, sister, because something's going to happen. That fear that you have that's unfounded then can become real fear. Because if you're ugly to others, you're not going to have an easy journey. I'm just telling you, you're not. So that said, we don't want to give any more power or attention to mean girls. Let's move on. Let's move on. But we have compassion for them. And there's grace. There's always grace. Like, right. look, you... There's always space to grow and, and, that, and is true. Better, so. that is true. Bigger, better woman right there, folks. You heard it because <laughs> I could learn that lesson for sure. I have experienced the year of discernment. This is what I'm calling 2022 is the year of discernment. Learn to trust my gut and my intuition and to attract more people like you, Marcy, into my life and to just quietly run away from the others and not, not engage. So um, amazing advice right there. As simple as it sounded, I know you opened with an apology for it, but it's powerful. Just be kind, be show up, help another woman. 
if it's one woman, she'll help another woman. And if that woman helps two other women, you've changed the world. You changed the world. So I love you. I love you. Like, I can't, I mean, just, you're amazing. The first time we talked, I think it was two hours and I'm not, a big, <laughs> I'm not a big phone person at all anyway. So uh, it was so wonderful having you on the show. I want to make sure everyone knows how to find you, your company, your contact information, your LinkedIn profile. So how can people reach you? What's the best way? I don't know. Website, what? Sure. Um, our website, I'd say LinkedIn. I, I'm, I'm a, I, I love LinkedIn. I get a lot of spam, but I also connect with really cool people too. So um, my handle is my name. Um, so feel free to um, awesome. reach out on LinkedIn or send me an email as well. It's on our website at alteritydr.com. Alteritydr.com and hook up with Marcy on LinkedIn at M-A-R-C-I-E. D-I-C-K-S-O-N. Easy peasy, right? Um, well, this has been my pleasure. I I'm telling you, I don't often do these anymore, but because it was you, I was like, I want to do this. Um, I just feel there's some soulful connection there. And I love to nurture these kinds of relationships. I learn from you every time I talk to you. Um, and I am grateful for having you in my life. And I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you. You are such a beautiful spirit, Susan. I appreciate that. And I, I enjoy our conversations too. And I learn from you as well. And I can't wait to continue learning and, and, um, and laughing and having a time. Oh yeah. Lots of laughing, a little bit of learning, a lot of listening, a whole, whole lot of laughing. Um, and soon there will be, you know, food and wine and all the things. Folks, thank you for listening in. I know it's been a while since you've heard my voice on the show. I'm glad that you tune in. Look for the blog on my website, freemanmeansbusiness.com. Go to blogcasts. I'll have Marcy's bio. I'll have, you know, her favorite book that she mentioned, mentioned on the website. I'll have a gallery of pictures uh, not only her headshot in the main photo, but we like to put a gallery of pictures that tell the story of Marcy when she's not working. Like there are other things that are important to you. I know as a, an entrepreneur, we sometimes forget that, but uh, we want to tell your story in pictures and in words. And then also through this podcast, uh, which will be available all across the globe on 11 different channels, including iHeartRadio. So look for that. Um, and thank you, my dear, for being here today. Thank you for having me. You bet. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Checking out now.